Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Osiris. We are live. This is the Helping Friendly Podcast. I'm RJ. I'm with Megan. Hi, Megan. Hey, RJ. How are you? Good. Um, how's it going? It's going good. It's kind of a busy Saturday over here, but um, I'm excited to talk about last night's show. It was awesome. Yeah, we're going to, um, we have we have two guests who are together who are going to give us the rundown of, of the show. Um, the first, we want to, we, we have to do a couple things first. The first thing is that um, we really love coffee here at Osiris. I'm actually drinking Fashion House espresso over ice. So good. There's nothing better than espresso over ice. It is. It's really good. Um, and mm-hmm. we're we're always drinking Passion House. And now we have our own blend, which is called Ocean of Osiris. And um, you can go to passionhousecoffee.com to get the Ocean of Osiris coffee. Use the code Osiris for shipping. But 
We also have a contest that we're running for the entire summer tour. Um, every show, we're going to give away bags of this coffee every time Fish plays an ocean-themed song. So this is a, it's pretty loose interpretation. We had a couple entries the other night for Sand, which is like, you know, mm. that, that, that's fine. That works. Um, and we have, <laughs> we're going to give away two bags of our Ocean of Osiris coffee every time. Um, we will pick a random winner. But if you tag... Osiris Pod on Twitter and use the hashtag Ocean of Osiris. We're going to pick two winners at random every night. And the winners from last night's show are our friend Nancy, who's at China Cat um, on Twitter. Um, she's actually, she, she's, a, she's a Philly person, China Cat 29. Um, and number two is Ben, who is at the most Sizzlack experience on Twitter. Um, so they'll be, they'll each be getting a free bag of Ocean of Osiris coffee and, uh, join along. Just all you have to do is, is tag Osiris on Twitter and use the hashtag Ocean of Osiris. If you hear an ocean theme song, and again, you can take some liberty with that. Um, and we're going to have, <laughs> we're going to have winners every night. So, um, okay. So the other thing I want to say before we get into this is, well, first of all, thanks for tuning in and, and thanks for, uh, Thanks for supporting us here. Um, on Monday, July 18th, we were just talking about this. So there's there's no fish show on Sunday. There's no fish show on Monday. But Tuesday and Wednesday, of course, they will be here in Philadelphia at the Man. And the night before that, on July 18th, we are doing a live show at the Ardmore Music Hall. Megan is going to be there. I'll be there. I can't wait. It's, it's going to be amazing. So we're going to have three guitarists, Tom Hamilton, Chris Forsyth, and Daniel Donato. And we have a backing band featuring Andy Kush from Garcia Peoples, Ryan Jewell, and Ron Stabinski of the Meat Puppets. So I'm going to interview each of these guitarists, Tom, Chris, and Daniel. They'll play music with the house band. And after that, they're all going to play some kind of awesome jam. We did a, an event like this in December, and the closing super jam was, was just amazing. Um, so we expect this to be really fun. And you can go to OsirisPod.com slash OsirisLive to get tickets. And we have a bunch of other awesome events that we are going to announce very soon. So stay tuned. Um, I just so, have to say, RJ, too, yeah. I was messaging with Ryan Jewell and he was practicing and he said it was incredible. He said they were just having so much fun and that the jam's going to be awesome. Oh, that's so, so cool. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. It's, it's hard to pull together because each of these guys, you know, Tom, Chris and Daniel are each going to play songs. So Ryan and Andy and, and Ron, the backing band, they have to learn a couple songs from each of these three guitarists and prep for kind of an open-ended jam with people they've never played with before. So it's a tall order. It's, it's a awesome. tall order, but they're all up for it. So we're really excited about it. Come, come say, say hi to us at the Ardmore music hall on Monday night, because there's nothing, there's nothing, there's just nothing happening on Monday. So, so yeah, why wouldn't you just, why wouldn't you just come hang out with us? Yeah. Um, and there's no okay. excuse. I'm driving from New York. So people that's can a good make point. It. If Megan's coming from New York, then, mm -hmm. you know, you can come from Bangor for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Speaking of Bangor, we have we have friends who are in Bangor as we speak getting ready for tonight's show, but they're going to talk to us about last night as well. Brian, Heather, Parker. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hey, RJ. Hey, Megan. Hey, Brian hey. and Heather. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you for yeah. having us. Super excited. Really, really happy to have you all. Um, Megan, there's a question for you from Jordan Shelton. <laughs> is this a full-time job, Megan? But Megan, you just happen to have an awesome job that allows you to to hang out in the summer, right? Yeah, it's true. I'm a teacher, so I have the summer off. So I'm... You are too? What yes. do you teach? I teach sixth grade English. Oh, that's awesome. I teach yeah. third grade. 
Yeah. Um, so Jordan, yeah, Jordan, I think last night was hanging too. I was on Whoop Plus last night after the show. And Jordan, I think you were hanging out too. So um, yeah, you're getting a lot of me this summer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also, so wait, Heather, what, what grade do you teach? I teach sixth graders. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, they're awesome. I just, I, I just, I have a third grader and going into fourth grade and, and Megan teaches third grade. And I just, I just can't imagine what that's like. I can't imagine what it's like to teach any group of children. I've taught third grade before. Spend a day with us, RJ. You did? (laughs) Yeah, I taught years and years ago. I taught third grade. I think that is literally the perfect age for kids. They are still sweet, and they want to hug you and love on you, and exactly love that. Yeah, but they're also very independent and capable. Yes, not so much at their homes. So more so in school. Well. I have to say, just as a general announcement, um, teachers just do not get enough credit or anything in, in our society. So, you know, let us use this gigantic platform we have at the Helping Friendly Podcast to say thank you, Megan and Heather, and <laughs> all the teachers you. out there. We do appreciate That's it. Awesome. Thanks. Um, thank you. So, so you guys, um, you, you went to both nights of, of Mansfield, and now you're, you're in Bangor, and you are... What, what are your tour plans and where are you guys from? Like, how, how do yeah, you make so, your way um, up to Maine? So Heather and I live in Alpharetta, Georgia, not not far, like five minutes from the venue that Fish plays quite often. Um, so we took a couple days to travel from Georgia all the way up to um, Massachusetts. Uh, we caught the two shows at Great Woods. And now we're um, here for Banger tonight. And we're doing the run about two and a half weeks all the way through Merriweather. Um, and then because she's a teacher and the schools in Georgia start really early, um, yeah. we have to jump off tour after Merriweather and pick back up um, for Dick's uh, over the long weekend. So exciting, uh, exciting 13 show set for us. That is that amazing. Is awesome. um, it, I have to ask, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but is there any chance we're going to see you at the Ardmore Music Hall on Monday? Hey, there's a possibility. Yes. Maybe we'll be there if we pressure you into it enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm just really excited. I want want as many fans as possible to be there. Um, So, okay, I guess the first thing is, you know, you went to night one, and and we we recapped that yesterday. But any quick thoughts on on night one, just just as the as the first show of tour? I mean, I I loved what you guys uh, talked about in your discussion on night one. There was like so much built up energy, like there always is for an opener to your opener and not having been to great woods in six years. I think the band like, you know, felt that kind of, uh, you know, that old school vibe they played there a lot. So they just, I think just came out of the gun, just ready to go. And the, I think the audience was there. Um, there's been a lot of talk about getting in and out of that venue and we can attest to the complexities of such. So I think, um, I I was going to actually talk about tonight as an observation, but I'll relate to the first night. As soon as those first notes hit, it was like 732 or something. And not everybody had got the memo that it was an early show or they were out there stuck. The waves of people running into the venue literally as music was playing was hilarious to me. I mean, just hordes of people running in. (laughs) And so when you compare that to yesterday, people were, a little bit better prepared. Oh, they got so, the memo. For yeah, sure. so the venue was pretty full much earlier than it was yesterday. So when they hit that forty-six days, people were already just ready to ready to go. That is awesome. Um, I, I want to. We're going to go into our our kind of first segment here, and um, we're trying something a little different this year. And I, people who who listened yesterday 
heard this, but the first segment we're going to call the vibe of the show, which is kind of like what what you got, what you all picked up from being on site that that we couldn't capture being on the couch. And this this segment is brought to you by Section One Nineteen. They are our destination for subtle yet sophisticated merch that allows you to express your appreciation for your favorite music in a comfortable and unique way. I have a bunch of Section 119 gear, and I think the quality and the style and the designs are getting better and better. And, you know, they're part of our community. Um, they like to, to take care of, of fans. So if you go to section119.com, you can use the code SUMMER22 for 20% off. Um, so let's talk about the vibe of the show. What, 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 do, you, what do you all have, uh, to have to say about that? Well, I think overall, you know, just getting past night one, just super excited, especially coming off from that early spring tour, just getting back at it was so great. It was um, really awesome. But and last night I thought was really great, too. Everybody at Great Woods or Infinity was, you know, super, everybody who worked there was super nice. The fans were super excited and happy. And it just, you know, that that underlying rumble and roar that you can hear prior to a show starting that I just love that. And there was a, just a lot of that. So it was, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I thought it was a cool vibe outside in the parking lot was chill and relaxing. And it just seemed the only sucky thing about the whole thing was not our trying to get out of that place. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. The vibe Had you guys been to Great Woods before? It was our first time. No, nice. and we've um, Heather and I have both been seeing the band for thirty years. Um, started in the early '90s, and so can't believe we've never made it to Great Woods. Right. Feel like we've been to every venue but there. So, for us, it was great because it was a debut for that environment for us, and to meet so many cool locals who have been oh, to zillions gosh. of shows there it was so great to just hear. All, All the stories that they would talk about yeah. sneaking into Great Woods, you know, climbing over the fence and. It just, it was, and, and it didn't matter which show it was. It could have been anybody. They're like, we just wanted to see music on a Wednesday. So we would hop the fence. So it was great. It was fun. It's cool. A lot of Boston accents. Which yeah. Was, which yeah. Was Wicked smart. I have a yeah. husband from right outside of Boston. So I'm very familiar <laughs> with that accent. The, the 25 letter accent missing the R. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Um, and there, I mean, the, Boy, you'll get even, you know, more interesting accents tonight um, tonight up in Maine. So, you know, it, it, all, all kinds of accents on tour. Um, yeah. So tell us about the the getting in and, and being, you know, being in the show, because I, I've heard that, like, I've heard about the traffic there. I haven't been there since, I think, 2009 or 2010. But was it like getting into the venue itself? Was that a was that a pain as well? Or was it more like once you were in, it was you know, or was it just the traffic getting out? Cause I know that's, yeah, a, it's, you know, it's one road, one road, one way in one way out. So um, I think we, we said the first night people had just forgot cause they hadn't been to that venue in a while, or, you know, maybe the police had changed the flow of traffic a little bit differently than they, they were used to. So it was definitely, definitely tough getting in the first night. I think the second yesterday people were better prepared cause they had seen yeah. the carnage and either came a little bit earlier or or they figured out don't park in that parking lot because you will not be out of there till 2 a.m. Yeah. You need to go park over there tomorrow. So I felt like yesterday people got in sooner, got settled in and like shakedown was set up super quick. And like the vibe of people just hanging out a, a group down from us cooked a full like three course meal yeah, in the parking was... lot. I mean, people really went and set up and and kind of did their thing. Um and then got in at, you know, seven o'clock, ready to go at seven thirty. So it was it was 
it was pretty cool on, on night two. I think one of the issues was, and they were real sticklers with the 330 entry into the venue. So, you know, coming off of what was it, 495 or nine, one of those roads, you know, like it would get backed up all the way from the interstate to the venue. So that was, and so we would get there and we'd have to circle around like three or four times before it was 330 and when they let people in. So that was, that, that was a little bit of a fun experience doing that, but. Yeah, why can't you just open it earlier? Like open it at like 9 a.m. It would solve all these problems, you know? Like I don't understand how these venues have like been doing shows for 40 years and still don't know how to do it. And plus those vendors, the time it takes for them to set up their shop and get stuff, it just and then they have like four hours to do it. It just doesn't seem doesn't seem like enough time to do all the things. Yeah. I think that's uh that's yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there's certain venues that do that, right? Like Dix, I think the vendors can go in pretty, oh, yeah. pretty early, uh, yeah. relative, relatively speaking. But yeah, Deer Creek, at Deer Creek, they let. It, I mean, we got in super early at Deer Creek. Funny thing about yeah. Deer Creek, there was no workers there, so <laughs> in the morning, so you could just go park and start your day. And when the workers showed up, then they would start ushering yeah. people in. So that's amazing. Yeah, I know that's Jones Beach opens at like nine a.m. Oh, that's awesome. Is it really? Yeah. Good to know, mm-hmm. Megan. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I hope I'm ready. Um, yeah. So I guess let's let's just jump to the to the first set. Um, we want to talk about, you know, just sort of the highlight of the first set. But um, if you all have a, a, a highlight or two from the first set, I know I'm sure Megan and I do too. But um, start with, with you, Brian and Heather. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, I think, um, first of all, I loved everything. I hadn't heard water in the sky in so long. So I was super stoked to hear that. I just love it. Um, but I think for me, I just really enjoyed the maze. I know coming from Deer Creek, having the slow maze and then having this one just a little bit, but it wasn't so much, you know, the actual music as it was. I opened my eyes for a second. I'm an eyes closed dancer at shows. So I don't see anything. Brian gets so mad and he's like, look at CK five doing all the things. And my eyes are closed. But um, I remember opening up my eyes and just seeing um, Trey and Mike look at each other and they were smiling and having fun, which is strange to see Mike smiling a whole lot up there, but it was, it was nice. And, you know, Paige just looking like Paige, super happy and just everybody, they just looked like they were enjoying it. And to me, that's, so much what it means to like my heart to hear them play just that they're having fun up there and they like each other. And so that was, so I guess the short answer to that, it was maze. I loved okay. that. So I, I got a couple first set notes, you know, Trey, Trey doesn't always come out um, with the plan and he'll go talk with Paige for five seconds or go over to Fishman or sometimes look down at his little, you know, like hint sheet that he makes. He had a plan last night. He walked straight out. If you watch it back, he walked straight out and just boom was into 46 days. <laughs> and it was, I love that. Cause like either walking out there, he goes, Oh, I'm, I'm doing 46 days right now or whatever. But just, I love like the energy he had yes. in delivering a 46 day opener. Cause you don't always see it in that slot. Um, you know, for me, the, I'll call it the 1.0 block in the middle of the set. I love the rift Wolfman's maze was a, was for me just a pleasure. Um, and I think if you, if you listen back and you listen to the gap between Wolfman's and, and maze, I think Trey was back there talking about what tempo they were going to yes. do the maze. Cause it was a long <laughs> conversation on stage and I'm sitting there watching them talk back there and either somebody said, no, let's go back to the regular pace 
Montre. We don't need another slow maze. Uh, who knows? But um, they were certainly in some discussion and then came out and gave us, I guess, what we call a traditional or a classic maze, which was great. But uh, I love that we have to say that now. But that's so funny. I missed that. I was actually like, I was couch touring here in Brooklyn and I was out in my stoop. My friend stopped by and I was out for a minute and I came back. So I didn't see that. So that's awesome to hear. And then I, you know, just to top it off, I thought the gin, for me, I thought Bathtub Gin was the highlight of the set. Right. And, it, and it's not always up there. I love the song, but it's not always like in my in my my hit list for a set. But I don't know. They did something different that the last few minutes of the gin that just like was, it, they could have ended on it. I think they needed to fill a few more minutes. So they threw the rock and roll on there. But that gin was right. built to a sweet. And I think everybody was probably wondering, gosh, where is the mics? Where, what's happening? Like that kind of pause from night one. So that was, it was just fun. Yeah. That's awesome. I was, I was listening to the show in the kitchen because I had the webcast on in the living room, but my kids were watching their iPads. So I had like the sound in the kitchen. So I heard the maze, but I was wondering at the very beginning, it sounded like once they went into maze, it was like going to be a regular maze, but yeah. I'm glad that there was like, I'm glad there was a little bit of discussion. Yes. And who knows, maybe they were just saying, Hey, how was your, hey, they uh, took a vote. how was your sandwich? Tonight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Megan, Megan, what was your, uh, what were your highlights from set one? Yeah, I also really loved the 46 Days opener. I thought Fishman sounded incredible. Like he was hitting those like deep drums. He's on a new kit. He sounds really incredible. I mean, he was amazing all through last year, but he's still on fire. And uh, it was just great. I agree watching him and Trey like laughing and smiling after that song. They just looked really happy and pumped to be there, which was great. I thought the Everything's Right, though, was my highlight of the set. Just this jam, like, they went into this like incredible jam with uh, Paige on the synths that was just like really, really cool. And Trey was playing these beautiful chords. I thought it was just gorgeous. And then I loved how Trey came in over playing rift over like the end of that jam. I know a lot of people were calling it a rip chord, but I actually don't think it was. I think it was just <laughs> Trey deciding he wanted to move on to something different. I feel like a rip chord is like definitely a more dramatic change but um uh, yeah. but i thought that was really cool and i like the segue i thought that was cool mm -hmm. and you know they did a nice rift which was great um but i also really love the rock and roll ending i also thought the set was done after gin i was like you know on couch tour all right packing up ready to go like refill my drink and you know walk upstairs and then they come out with rock and roll which is yeah. just so fun trey was like jumping up and down and fishman was like singing if you could call it singing really just like having bad vocals but it was fun and it looked it just looked awesome i thought um, it was yeah i kind of thought it was going to be over after the gin I, I love those gin jams you know just like they they really like the driving upbeat jams um that everything's right like you said megan it it, it got it started off like in in the way you described and then toward the end it kind of got more like bluesy and a little looser and yeah. like when Paige went back on the piano, like it, it kind of, it's just amazing to me still how, how much ground they can cover in a, in a, in a jam like that, you know? Um, and they're just, they get there fast and then they're, they, you know, you can just like hang out there for a while and then they go somewhere else. I mean, it's, it's really, it was a, it was a really cool set and rock and roll closer was like, no, nowhere, nowhere on my predictions list, yeah. you know? No way. Yeah. That was the longest jam of the night too, that everything's right. It was 16 minutes, which is, but like you were saying, RJ, they like, they go, a, they do a lot in these like lot, micro yeah. jams they're doing now right. last night and tonight, which has just been really cool. I'm actually okay with that. Like I don't need every jam to go 30 minutes. So I thought it was yeah. fun. I, I think the, the, 
Yeah, this the sixteen minute. I mean, especially in like the third slot, right? There, that was that was pretty early on to, to yeah. hit that. I feel like they've been doing that a little bit more lately, like really jamming out the first. I mean, they've always done it, but like jamming out the first set, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. they are not disappointing. Um, if you look back at the, you know, the postponed New Year's run in April, and then the spring tour, and then even what we've seen the last two days. I love the no rules apply approach yes. that they're taking. Totally. All of us mm-hmm. guys sitting out in the audience going, what are you going to call for the opener? Forget it. You can't yeah. call anything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of awesome, right? It. So true. It's yeah, like setless rules are over. Oh, yeah. Gone. And I think so, that's just part of the band, like, messing with us, too. They love it. It's all oh, yeah. a game and fun, for no sure. Doubt. No doubt. They're having a blast and they, they like, you know, keeping us on our toes, obviously. Um, how do you guys feel about a, you know, a, a show with a, with a bunch of 10 minute jams, but nothing like, are you guys there for the, are you guys there for the 30 minute jams or do you, what's your perspective on, on. I'll say for me, we, Heather and I tend to do quite a few like blocks of shows when we can. So when you're stringing together, like a group of shows, I like a little, I like some variety you know, sort of like a mini um, Baker's Dozen where you have like a jam night and a, and a regular night. So I don't know that I would personally as a fan like to see the big 30 minute jam blocks every night at every show. I, I kind of like it when they say, no, let's let's have like, you know, an eight or 10 song set, but it's full of, you know, some shorter stuff or we can play and go in and out of something or whatever their kind mm-hmm. of their game is of the day. So I, I, for me, it's... Um, I like a jam night once in a while and I like, I like it the other way too, once in a while. So. Yeah. I would say that I, I feel the same. I do like a good jam night. Um, and I remember at Alpine when they did the Ruby waves, I, you know, looking over at Brian going, is this still Ruby? Cause it, you just get lost. <laughs> Sometimes you just get lost in them and you don't know really what's happening and going on. So I do appreciate that. And I, Again, I love that they're up there and they are experimenting and they're, you know, just doing their thing. That makes me feel really good about um, the trajectory of the band and them enjoying each other and enjoying playing music together. Um, But I tend to be really um, high energy at shows. So if I got like a sparkle at every show, I would be loving life. So Fish, if you're listening, go ahead and let's play a sparkle. I, I love it. Not, I think you're going to get one. I know. I do too. I if do she too. Had, if she had her way, they would open every show. First song, first set would be Sparkle, and it would just shut the tone for the entire right. rest of the show. Yeah, yeah that's mean, a that's good fair. vibe. That's fair. It's totally fair. Yep. Um, well, they're obviously listening. I know the whole band gets around before soundcheck and and make sure they're listening to our suggestions <laughs> and breakdowns. You know, we take what we say very seriously. That's right. So. Incredibly, it's very serious business. Um, <laughs> well, so I guess let's do a quick set break and i, I want to hear about your set break but let's just um imagine ourselves taking a, a quick set break and kicking back with some sunset lake cbd megan um do you do you want to tell us a little bit about sunset lake cbd 
I'd love to. I love Sunset Lake CBD. I think everyone knows how much we love Sunset Lake CBD here at, at Helping Friendly Pod. Their line of smokable hemp products are awesome. They're for the old deadhead or the young fish fan who loves sparkle, anybody searching for a mellow body high. Smoking CBD has all the benefits of high THC cannabis, but it doesn't have those paranoid and anxious side effects. And there's nine different strains from this year's harvest, so they really have something for everyone. They've got Hawaiian Haze, which is like really great for an outdoor show. And cherry abacus is really good for the end of the night. And all their flour is grown, cured, and trimmed by Sunset Lake CBD farmers. And they are incredible as a company because they really have like a farm-to-table approach. So they send their products straight from their farm to you. So their shipping is like really fast and you're not paying those kind of like middleman costs. I have been really gotten into the sleep gummies. They have melatonin in them. They're really great for summer tour when you're up late at a show and you can't go to sleep because you're like amped up. Last night I was on Book Plus really late till like 12 o'clock at night and just popped a little CBD Sunset Lake sleep gummy and I went right to sleep. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the coupon code HFPOD. You're going to get 20% off all your products and that's Sunset Lake CBD, farmer owned, Vermont grown. Amazing. Amazing. Check them out. Jonathan is kicking back per, per <laughs> our suggestion. Um, what do you guys do? What do you guys do for a set break? Uh, well, so it's a good question. We, um, after 30 years with the band, we have a lot of friends all over the country. So uh, Heather, this time around, it was hilarious. We had a list of all of our different friends from different parts of the country and who was going to be at what because we couldn't wow. keep track of like who's. <laughs> wow. So we pulled up our That's main dedication. Field. That is so cool. I love that. That's um, dedication. And we, you know, we can get into it at some point, but we're captains of the Antelope Running Club as well. So there's a ton of people that are awesome. part of the running fish community. And so set break is a good time to go catch some of those folks as well um, and try can to. you tell us about the Antelope Running Club for yeah, people that sure. don't know about it? Oh, my goodness. Do you want us to talk about it now? We're super excited about it. Yeah. Okay, so the Antelope Running Club was established in 2015 by um, Heather Liguer. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always get that wrong. And she, um, she and her husband, they lived in Brooklyn for a while, and they've since moved to Austin. So in 2015, she wanted to start running, and she wanted some accountability because her husband, Eric, was not a runner at the time. So she created this group and put it... Um, on all the social medias and all the things and Brian, you can. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it had a slow build at first and then the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit um, several of us um, were able to jump in with Heather and really sort of amplify the Antelope Running Club's presence in the fish community. And we pretty soon had a huge amount of membership. So what we do as a club is, especially through the, through the pandemic, we were organizing virtual runs yes. that had fish themes. We had really cool fish shirts. The made. Corona Classic. Yeah. We've had, we have the AC Wook 5 run coming up for, you know, all kinds of things. And we did scavenger hunt runs where you'd look for like fishy stuff when you're out on your run and people would send photos of, you know, leaves or whatever turtle in the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so because we, we, we built that community of runners during the pandemic, once touring began uh, to pick back up in 2021, we started doing meetups at every show. So basically at every city stop along the way, we do an antelope running club meetup and we do a run together. Yeah. And it's just super easy, no no racing, just easy running, talking. And it just, you know, it's just a great way to have like a healthy running focused um, 
but also people who love fish all together right. kind of talking. So it's really the best of both worlds. It's really fantastic. And then recently we had an opportunity to partner with the Divided Sky Foundation, um, Trey's uh, you know, personal foundation out of Vermont. And we helped plan the first annual Divided Sky Fund run for him up in Ludlow. And we got to go up there and participate in that. And so amazing. After, oh, it was fun. It was, uh, it was amazing. Yeah. So, you know, obviously the focus there is on, on um, getting people healthy and all the struggles that everybody um, who are dealing with sobriety are going through. And so this was just a great way to get, you know, running um, focused again. And when we did that um, run in Ludlow, we saw even more membership. So the Antelope Running Club is now a, a pretty decent um, group of folks. Yeah. And back to your set break conversation, there's tons of people that want to come talk to us and, and talk right, about. They see us and, you know, it's a big club and we know a lot of the members, but, um, you know, just some people just are those lurkers who go in and they check it out and they don't post or things like that. So we had people last night behind us say, oh, my gosh, are you all from the running club? And we were like, yay, we are from the running club. That's Awesome. That's so and we, great. Heather and I happen to be models for the t-shirts oh on the that's antelope. A, used very yeah, loosely. Just, but people come up and say, <laughs> hey, hey, you're the shirt. You're I see you. You're the shirt guy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the men's shirt model. And Heather's the female shirt model. So anyway. That is so great. You guys really are doing cool. great work. That's exciting. Thank you. Really it is cool. um it's really a great opportunity to be a part of this side of the community. So we're excited. That's amazing. And you guys are on Instagram, right? Yes, we are. Yep. Just check out Antelope Running Club and Facebook as well. Mm -hmm. So and, you know, back to night one and night two, we got in line early um, so we could get in at three thirty so we could set up what we call the Arc Mobile, which is the Antelope Running Club mobile. And we set up in a spot where everyone was walking by. So we got to meet a ton of people and give out stickers and try to get some new membership. Yeah. So it was cool. That is really cool. Um, I know the feeling you go and you people are like, Hey, are you the person who does that thing? And it's, it's always great. You know, I think people are like, sorry, sorry to bother you. And you're like, actually, it's great. You know, it's great to meet people in the community who appreciate what you do. Yeah. We had a couple people who walked by and they're like, do you have an Ironman uh, club? I was like, no, but you can make you can one. You can it. start yeah. it. You uh, do it. Club. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we're just runners. That's yeah, awesome. That is so great. Uh, thanks for thanks for sharing that. Um, I saw a bunch of the pictures, and as Jonathan said, the comment on the screen. I mean, that was a that was really cool to see. Um, just to see all the people there and everyone taking pictures of Trey, and that's that is that's oh, cool. Yeah. That was a surprise too. So we were yeah, we were equally great. surprised. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> not every day to put metal around your neck. So that was a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So we're going to jump back into this and we're going to go to set to highlight of the set. Um, there, there's a lot going on here, but, um, what, what, what did you guys have just in terms of your highlight? So I had a couple, couple thoughts. I mean, we had to hear a mics. We don't, who knew those guys could have waited till encore at Dick's to play the mics, you know, <laughs> it, it, that's how they think. So who knew right. when it could come, but kind of like I was saying when set one, um, and, and Trey just walked out and hit 46 days. I feel like set two, they knew because Mike just came out and just dropped, dropped the bomb on the Mike wow. song. So I just loved again that like it was so definitive and everyone in the, in the crowd just went crazy. Yes. Like here it is, here's the mics. Um, 
And then it's really funny to see them, hear the mics into the hydrogen. And if you hear Fishman at the very end of the hydrogen, yes. he plays the, the same drum beat that they would normally play to go into Weekapon. And either, <laughs> Oops. I, it was either, it's either muscle memory or it's fish, mm -hmm. fish jerking with us again. So the, the first note of Karini comes out instead and it, it just was fantastic. So I just like that kind of, uh, that moment for me, the actual highlight of the set was actually the golden age. Oh, you stole it from me. Hey, that's, that's what I was going to say. It was a highlight. Of yes. course you're going to like that too. So <laughs> I just, um, first of all, the whole second set, I just love, there's nothing, um, better than a real super dirty Karini. So that was fun to, um, and just new coming out of I am hydrogen, but I will, Oh, I'm hesitant to say like during like the slower, more melodic things that they play, it tends the the talking tends to amp up, which is really annoying to me. And I just I don't understand it. I'm not a talker during a show because I'm dancing. Um, but I did. Um, I thought the I am hydrogen was, of course, beautiful, as it always is. But the golden age, I felt just like came out. And that is the that's the hype I'm talking about, like the fun, like, let's do this. And then. So I just loved everything about it. But then I actually like the howling. We saw the Vegas show. So we have heard it before. But this time, I mean, every time they play shows that they've are songs that they have done from their Vegas runs, um, they just get better and better. And so I just thought the howling had that funk in it, which was just yeah. so cool and so much fun to dance to. And, oh, it just sounded great. I loved it. We were sitting page side, maybe... 25 rows back from the stage. And so we had that speaker stack right above us. And yeah. I don't know, I, I assume Gary has the mix pretty equal across the, across the venue, but I just felt like we got so much page oh, coming yeah. out of the speakers. And he, on that howling, he went to one of his keyboards that is set to like funk yes. to level 11 and it was fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Whenever yes. we can get that extra page, like sound, yeah. I'll take it loud all day. Yes. Megan, go ahead. Do you want to jump in? Yeah, sure. I thought, I agree. I thought that Golden Age into the Howling was just awesome. I mean, the effects they were using during Golden Age Jam was beautiful and cool. And Howling is my favorite of that, of the new Sci-Fi Soldier songs. I heard it at MSG and it's just a disco funk yeah. dance party, which is like my favorite shit. Um, but I also really wanted to point out the Carini into Blazon. I thought that the jam that came out of Karini was like really funky and like juicy sounding. It was really layered and just really cool sounding. And they went into Blaze On, but they were just playing the same jam and Trey was like singing the lyrics to Blaze On over it. And then Paige did the solo, but then they went back to just playing the jam that they were playing with Karini with the Blaze On lyrics over it, which I've never heard that before. And I thought it was incredible. And I feel like the last few nights they've just been using like finding places to land in songs and just continuing to jam. And it's just been really inspiring. And I thought it was great. I thought the whole second set was fantastic. And I think ending with just a great hood uh, was awesome too. Oh, always, yeah. always fun. Yeah. Yeah. I thought oh, the, uh, sorry, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that I think the golden age is when they really started to kind of like push, push it in the second set, you know, um, there was like some, 
good good moments before that but then that's when it really like started to click i thought um and that was that was just it was just a really cool yeah. jam that um reminded me of the the mexico version which was also mm-hmm. like really great from the from i guess the last night of mexico um they it just you know for so long golden age kind of like went back to being a song they just like touch on you know what i mean and now it's yeah. like starting yeah. to go deep again um mm-hmm. which is just it's interesting how that evolves well megan i'll say i love your take on the carini blazon i read someone's review this morning and my point here is that we have such diverse um opinions in this in the in in this group following this band and i love it so <laughs> uh, this review was talking about okay the other three members of fish kept playing carini and it that's was Trey yeah. singing Blazon and the other three, and you know they're very they're all about listening to each other. That's what they're about. The other three were sort of saying, uh-uh, we <laughs> Karini, we still want more Karini, Trey. And Trey was like, No, nope. I want Blazon. So it's so cool. Your, I mean, do you think so they like more beautiful? <laughs> yeah, no, but I just I feel like maybe they've thought about doing something like that before. Like, can we continue with the jam and bring in lyrics to a song over it? I don't know. I'm so curious as to how, like how their thought process is with those kinds of things. Yeah. I'm trying to think positively, but no, I thought it was intentional and super cool. No, I love it. Yeah, and it I was... support your um, intentionality. Yeah. With that. <laughs> We're all but... about like assuming or like assigning intention to this band when they probably are just out there having fun, but you know, that's, that's an ongoing, it's an ongoing debate. I would say yes. I always, exactly. I always give Brian shit for it. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I don't think they really think that much about it, but it's more fun to think about that. Think that they do. Cause then, you it know, is. and Brian always has like very like beautiful, exa- like explanations of why they're doing it. So I like his too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad you said that because when you saw, you know, the mound that they played on night one. Oh and then Mike Gordon releases a video on night two of Trey, like trying to figure out a section of mound <laughs> backstage in the rehearsal room. Yep. And the fact that Trey was like, yeah, of course, send that out, Mike. I love it. Like, Right, right, just, right, right. It just shows that you don't know what's happening back there in the rehearsal room. And they might have said, hey, let's keep going on that Carini like foundation. Yeah. And I'll start in on Blaze On because they're the same key and we can do that. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I, there was that. I do think Trey's. Um, you know, we've we've talked a lot on our podcast, and everyone I think listening knows. Like, you know, there, there's been this kind of back and forth between the democratic way of doing things with fish, and then like there's like the opposite, which is just the Trey driven way. I think. Um, and I think what was that? There was a show from the spring where Mike was was trying to push into passing through, and then like. Trey just like was like no and went into oh, something yeah. else. I feel like there's like some of that communication on stage, which seems like it's not malicious. I think they're all they're all probably fine with it, but it does seem like there's a little bit of, you know, back and forth, mm-hmm. with, which probably creates better outcomes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think so. Agree, agree. Um. So, so the Harry Hood closer, which is always just, it's always great. It just, yes. it's always great. Um, it's my favorite song to hear live, which means I probably won't hear it at at the man, but but probably eventually. Um, but the the encore, three song encore, which is which is kind of fun. Um, there's a two song encore the the first night. Um, anything notable there for you guys? Well, I for, I love all three of those songs, so I'm all I'm here for a bouncing around the room at any time. So I that's a, again just a fun light you know, hearted kind of dance around, get your feet off the ground kind of song for me. For me, again, it's all about 
um, that feeling that I just want to dance and have fun. And I'm not, you know, I don't really know anything technical about what they do. I just know that it sounds really good in my ears. Um, so I just, I, I love That's all that all matters. Three. Right. That's all that matters. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the same boat. I'm kind of a, a stat nerd. I know some of you guys on the podcast, uh, some of your colleagues are stat nerds. Yeah, too, that's, so. a, that's a that's a generous that's way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, we had we had read that you know the fines at Great Woods. If you go past the ten fifty nine and fifty nine seconds, the fines that start racking up per minute were incredible. So I noted on night one that Trey finished at ten fifty five, right on the nose. So my point is, when he came out and started bouncing. There was plenty of time on the clock. I knew he was going to push as close to 11 as he could because mm -hmm. he wants to give us as much as you know he can give us. So the bouncing kind of went through and did its paces. It was fun, but I knew it was it didn't have that like it wasn't hitting hard like an encore is going to do. So something else was coming. Um, I didn't expect the NICU in there. So clearly, you know, he was managing the clock and knew he had time to um, to do a few things. And so they did the NICU which I enjoyed. And then of course he knew exactly how long slave is, because, oh, yeah. you know, it's a pretty, pretty orchestral piece for them. So they know precisely how to get the slave done. And I think it was 1057. Yeah, so, was, I mean, he was right. Yeah. He was bang on with that final note of, uh, of slave. So loved it. And I thought that's the slave was super beautiful too. I loved it. All of it. But that's like 12 minutes slave too. You know, it's not like it was rushed. Um, no, it was, it was uh, deliberate. That's like a that's like a, a Hall of Fame quarterback move in terms of clock <laughs> management, right? Like that's like it really is. It's pretty amazing that you can yeah. pull that off three songs and and a, and pull off a great great slave uh, and and still no fines as far as we know. Yeah, and it was great. And then you will never see a mad rush out of a venue more than oh you will gosh. at Great Woods. The minute the last note was done, it is a mass exodus because you know you have wow. a two two I hour. I think wait a lot of people get... left early. Some people I know night one true, we knew a lot true, of people who left um, during the encore. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess yeah. it's so I, sad that they can't manage it better. I so know. people don't have to leave the show early. Right. But we had mega dance space for the encore. Yes. <laughs> that's always good though. Yes. Well, because that's coming good. out of that that venue, it's sort of like, I mean, there's not a lot of walking, there's not a lot of Ubers, right? Like it's mostly, it's mostly just, you gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta drive in and right. out. Right. I think they had that aspect of it pretty, you know, I, I feel like laid it, down, not locked down because there was a whole section for all the, you know, cab rides and the Ubers yeah. and lifts and things like that. Okay, good, good, good. Oh, I that's good. The yeah. friends that we knew who took Uber got home before the friends we knew who drove. So the Uber situation yeah. was actually a smart, the smart bet. Nice. Well, this is, um, this is really cool. What do, so what do you guys think? Like where you're on the tour, you're on tour for a long time and hope to see you at the man or, or Ardmore or both. Um, wh what did you guys, what do you guys think is, is, you know, what are your predictions or, or just thoughts about where this, where this tour goes? Well, I think there's a lot of room for fun, um, to be had the little spring tour, you know, I had my nerd hat on again and it looked almost like a mini baker's dozen in terms of, of repeats mm -hmm. they there was a, only a few and mm -hmm. not that we we as fans should ever expect or deserve that but it just means that like the number of active songs on the rotation is is vast and so this summer tour is going to see a lot of really great um, music coming out and the fun part of this band is that we don't know when it's going to come out so it might be tonight <laughs> and it might be in yeah. philly 
So um, I just, I think there's just a lot, a lot on the table that we're going to um, be able to enjoy. Go ahead. No, no, I want to hear your thoughts. Heather. Oh, I was just going to piggyback, you know, make fun of Brian over here during that first run, the spring run. He was like, oh my gosh, it's no repeats. And the first time we got a repeat, I was like, are you serious? You're, you're going to, we can't be in a funk about that. We, that makes us so like, we are the like most spoiled fans ever, you know, because <laughs> we to go to 13 nights in New York city and not hear a single repeat. I mean, we get that in our, in our brains and we're like, Oh, they can totally do that. Then we expect them to do that and they don't. But I, you know, I'm just so happy to be seeing fish in 2022 that I don't care what they play just because, um, having been to, you know, seeing Jerry Garcia's last show at Soldier Field and in the state he was in that I just, I just feel like it's a, just such a blessing to see whatever show they can sing, whatever they want. Just happy to be there, be a part of it. Uh, that's great perspective. That That's like, I, I kind of get a lot of shit for saying things like this on the, say things like that on this podcast that I'm just happy to go see them. You got, I have to, I have to say, <laughs> I have to say critical things or I get yelled at, but I, that that's the, that's just like, that's the best perspective because, you know, at this point, given all what the band's been through with the, you know, we've, we've all been through in life. Like the fact that we get to still go on a, you know, but they're playing 26 shows this summer, you know, not yeah. coming the spring tour. It's amazing. Yeah. And this is, this was their first time back in great woods. It, it will always be great woods to, to right. fish fans. I think first time in six years, I think yeah. last six time years, was summer, yeah. summer 2016. Um, it's cool to see them, see them hitting up these, these venues that they, they haven't played in a while. Jones, Jones beach and, and great woods. Um, yeah. Yeah. We still call it deer Creek too. Yeah. Yeah. Deer oh, Creek. That yeah. Will yeah. Always deer Creek. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Do you this, guys, this tour has what, like 50 Xfinity centers. <laughs> they're, all, they're all, they're yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you, do you think that, um, is there any, are there people skipping Bangor like to we, come we to heard we heard chat to philly we heard parking lot chatter about like i wonder if banger is going to be the um be be the heater show because yeah, people could be the people show. yeah people will head south again and kind of get get oriented for philly and beyond but so it was only four hour four hour jump yeah. up it was here. a mix i, I heard both saying that they were kind of you know trek up here and some who were not so it seemed like a pretty mixed bag when i would talk to people about it Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. it yeah. They, have, have they ever they, played this exact venue? It, yes. it seems like it's a pretty new. It's, they have. Okay. You know, I was just reading about this venue today. One of my friends sent me an article. Apparently, until this year, 2022, there were only porta potties at the um, at the venue. Is wow. Um, that seems crazy to me. So maybe That's it's kind the, of intense. maybe it's the renovation I'm thinking. I think they've yeah. added to they've renovated and enhanced this venue. Yes. So That's what that was what the article was alluding to that they were excited to present this new ish venue to um their fans this year. Because it's, it's the been, same it is did it used to be the the Darlings Waterfront Pavilion yes. or whatever? Yes. Yeah. Got it. So they turned it from like a pavilion into an amphitheater. Yeah. yeah. With the Which, full yeah. It's actually kind of rectangular. Bathrooms. It's not like a typical, you know, clamshell shape. It's like more rectangular in shape. It's kind of interesting. So we'll see, see that one in a little yep. bit. That's awesome. Cool. I'm That's excited awesome. to see pictures and hear about it. But just yeah. back to your back to your comment for one second. I've I reframed my thinking recently, and I think 
we can do this in life about anything, but we can also, after 30 years of seeing a band, we can reframe it. When you look around in the audience, there's someone there who that song is their song that they've been yes. chasing. And so even if you're like, oh, you know, the, I don't know, the wave of hope didn't do it for me. You know, there's probably someone there that wave of hope is like their thing and they've either been chasing it or, you know, it, it's, it's their moment. So yeah, I think just thinking, thinking of our, our, our fan base as a larger ecosystem and that every, there's somebody out there that like, that was their thing. Right. Um, that you know, was exactly. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great, that's a great point. Um, it's so true. Megan continue, can continue. What else do you have? What else do you have to say on that? Um, I just agree. I think both of you said that really well. I think that we're all just so lucky to be getting anything we get and it's all gravy at this point and we're so spoiled and this band just continues to deliver on a level that just always impresses me. I think that our bar is like so high for what we expect from this band. It's like actually unbelievable. Um, but it's so fun and it's so fun to talk about and dive into and meet people. And um, this tour is just going to be so great and just loving that I get to talk about it with everybody all the time this summer and meet so many new people and really appreciative of you guys coming on and super excited to meet you in person someday. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Oh, sweet. Oh, oh sorry. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Don't sorry. tease us, RJ. I know. Yeah, I know. Sorry. For, Show me my for seat. At, for, those at, for those at home who are listening, I found an artist rendering is what it appears to be of the main savings. Wow. That's gorgeous. But, um, yeah. But like is you that said, water around? like you said, Brian, it's sort of like it, it seems narrow or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. And that the stage thing, like if it's it looks kind of like see through or something. I mean, it looks awesome. Right. I'm sure it'll look slightly different from this CAD drawing, but it still looks like a, <laughs> it's like a cool spot. Well, that's my world. I'm I'm an architect by. Oh, OK. Grade, so we, we deal in renderings like this all the time. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I can't wait to hear your um, your review of of tonight's show and just you can maybe ask your um panel questions about the venue what was yeah the, i definitely will we definitely will yeah, yeah, we're excited. yeah the bathroom yes. yes yes bathrooms are important you know some people uh some people don't use them during shows but i i do and i, I think they're right. essential or if you um, were at clifford ball you still have um you know trauma from yeah. the portalettes at clifford ball so <laughs> there you go <laughs> um matt colna who's watching on youtube been chasing mom since 95 and finally yeah. got it so there's a there's yes. an example yes. of exactly what you guys were talking about which is really fun um this is great it was really nice to meet you both uh brian and heather i hope to hope to see you on, on a different note i still neil landry still has nightmares i assume he's talking about clifford ball yes i still yes i get it um it's nice to see you both hope to hope to see you guys in philly and um um I guess we'll we'll let you go, and Megan and I'll wrap up. Um, but thank you, Brian and Heather, for joining. Uh, we for having a pleasure us. talking yeah. to you both. Thank you so much. This was really great fun. So nice to meet y'all too. Hope, hope yeah, to see you guys so again. Much. Have a great show tonight. Everybody, take up running. Yeah, go. Yes. Go Sign up. <laughs> thank you for all that. Thank you for doing all that. Bye. Yeah. You guys. Bye. All right, Megan. So we have we have a, a Saturday night show. No Sunday night show. I'm still wrapping my head around this, even though I should have known because we've been planning this for a while. But um, do you have any do you have any specific predictions for tonight? I don't know. Maybe it's tweezer night. Maybe it's tweezer night. It would be a, it would it would make sense, right? Yeah, kind of makes sense. Uh, 
I'm, I'm excited about this. Um, and I just want to remind everyone before, I'm not going to make any predictions, but actually, no, I, I think it's Tweezer Night also because it would just be too good if they saved it for the man. And I just don't. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think they're, I don't think, I think I'm going to have to see Tweezer at like Meriwether or Raleigh. Maybe we'll see it together in Raleigh. I hope so. That'd be awesome. Um, That's going to be John- the sleeper show. So with Jonathan, so. Yeah, exactly. And Jonathan said, I only run when chased, but I appreciate, I respect their commitment. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, <laughs> and I just, I just want to tell everyone one more time. Um, we have this contest going on with Passion House Coffee. And so the the way it works, just for those of you still still listening, um, follow us on Twitter at OsirisPod. Every time Fish plays an ocean-related song, tag Osiris. And use the hashtag Ocean of Osiris. And we're going to select two winners at random. We have our own coffee called Ocean of Osiris. And it's really delicious. And um, you can go to passionhousecoffee.com to get some coffee. And you can use Osiris for free shipping on every order. Um, And one last plug for the Ardmore Music Hall show that I'm going to be hosting with Osiris on Monday. Go to osirispod.com slash Osiris live if you're in Philly or if you're taking a break between shows or if you just want to come hang with us. Megan, anything else, or, or we should let everyone go back to their their Saturdays? Yeah, I think we should let them go. Get ready for the show. All right. Thanks, everybody. See y'all tomorrow. Thanks, RJ. Thanks, everyone. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions supply. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.